Welcome to Singing the Blues. I'm Dom Housen. And I'm James Marriott. Nice, quiet, easygoing international break so far then. Um, Look, we do things in chronological order on Singing the Blues. Always have done, always will do. So um, first of all, we do have to mention there was a football match. Sheffield Wednesday played Millwall. It finished nil-nil. Nothing really happened. Right, that's that done. Let's move on. So um, every time you go on holiday, Dom, uh, a manager leaves Sheffield Wednesday. This is how it works. Yeah, that's how I try and plan it, James, as well, actually. So I, 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 I missed all the really difficult stuff. Uh, to be fair, I did actually, you know, with us all being under lockdown at the moment, I couldn't really avoid it on Monday night. So in my defence for once, I was actually working for a few hours on Monday night um, doing a Q&A and having a nice little web chat with uh, Wednesday fans out there till God midnight. So, um, yeah, that was, that was fun. I, I really enjoyed doing that. I, I I kind of feel like it's fair for us to say that although you know the, the reasons for Gary Monk being sacked are, are, are pretty stark, but none of us really saw it coming. You know, we we touched on this a little bit last week, where you know the the, the chairman had kind of backed his man during his press briefing, and we kind of know that he tends to do that. You know, he, he will really back his man, and and this almost felt for for kind of like the recent history of Sheffield Wednesday this was kind of pulling the trigger quite quite early all things sort of considered we thought you know it probably need to get a lot worse before we get to that sort of point so it, it was a surprise wasn't it when it happened on Monday this um yeah I suppose the timing was uh in the sense that yeah after Dave Ponchancy had spoken to the media last week and I wouldn't say he gave unequivocal backing. He said he was uh, his manager today and that he he's 100% behind him. But then this is where maybe we sort of should have seen it coming, James, in that it really did have shades of Jos Lukai from two years ago of where, if you remember the six-hour press conference, or it was certainly four or five hours, was that you know when Chancery spoke to the you know the fans at Hillsborough, uh, and then within forty-eight hours, Josh Lukai was gone, uh, and and so I, I uh, am of the opinion that I think um, Dapon Chancery spoke to the media last week and had already made his mind up that he was going to make a change in this international break. That's yeah. my interpretation of it. There's no, there's no inside information on that. That's just my reading of the situation where I, I think he's looked at it and gone that um, really you could have given Gary Monk the boot after Rotherham, uh, certainly Wickham, yeah. and that 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 was the 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 that was it. That was at the point of no return, as as I put it. Uh, then, so um, if anything, it was yet again another illustration of actually how loyal De Ponchancer is, and that he tries to give managers as long as possible to turn things around, and that he doesn't pull the trigger necessarily as fast as what some fans, people out there, would like him to. Yeah, and and I, I guess we'll talk really about whether or not it it, it should have been something that happened earlier I, I it makes me chuckle a little bit this because i um so i actually picked up on that last week and sort of mentioned about the way that mr chancery had 
talks about, well, you know, Gary Monk, he's still manager for now or, or however it was that he sort of phrased it. Um, and I kind of joked about, you know, maybe that was something that was just maybe not quite phrased how he wanted it to to kind of come across. And then you look back and think, no, actually, he was being pretty literal, which is, yeah, he is manager for now. Um, you know, give it a week, lads, and he's gone. Um, you know, I, I, I would love to know when he made that decision because you know those three games that that we we obviously lost as fans we were we were really really low and 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 you know we know that the chairman's a pretty emotive guy so i, I guess he was in a similar sort of position with us and you, and you wonder whether or not they were the three games that pretty much sealed gary monk's fit because you know i mean wednesday have technically been unbeaten since then i mean it's not exactly been a stunning run of form but you know beating bournemouth and a good performance and then obviously keeping another clean sheet against millwall uh, obviously a game that you know we'd sort of said wednesday have really got to win and and didn't and and that same problem of where are these goals going to come from and that 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 dark cloud still being there, you know, we, we had that real positive week and then it's not as if the, the dark cloud just vanishes. It, it's still there. And, you know, clearly the, the chairman's taking a look at this and think I, I've, I've got to make this change. It's easy to say after the event, James, but for me, in my mind, this change should have happened in the summer at the end of last season. It was quite clear and evident that um, before we went into lockdown, after we came out of lockdown, that, uh, you know, Gary Monk try and work as hard as he possibly could to turn things around on the training ground and get this team performing, uh, you know, to the level that they're capable of and they were showing before Christmas that he couldn't find the formula to do it. And the stats are so damning. And it was all very well, Gary Monk saying, you can't mix two seasons together. Well, I'm afraid, actually, you can't maybe judge this team, this new look team. I agree with him on that point on uh, results as we're only 11 matches into this season, but your overall record was quite simply appalling. And we pulled him up regularly on that uh, in the you know seven wins from the last 34 matches. Relegation form when Sheffield Wednesday, even with the six points back now, uh, still needing, requiring to get almost to not, you know, it's almost to promotion form to stay up and consolidate. So, um, I, I actually feel, again, this is one of those where I've got nothing against Gary Monk personally. I actually got on quite well with Gary Monk. I liked him as, as a person and he was handed, I'm not going to say a hospital pass, but this was a difficult job. This was always going to be a hard job for whoever came in. No one was under any sort of big illusions of the, tra- the, the transition that he talked about changing the culture. It did have to happen. Whoever was going to succeed Steve Bruce in the long run. This was what was going to be needed to happen. So I suppose timing-wise, uh, it was bad, wasn't it, for Gary Monk, in that he was picking up the pieces of, um, of, course it was. of trying to change everything around. You can't get away from the fact that you know, if someone is just the wrong guy, then they're the wrong guy and and you know we we all now are in that position whereby we can perhaps take that little step back and see it a bit more clearly you know those those patterns of when things go bad they go really bad under gary mung is is just so stark like some of the bad runs that we've been on since he's been in charge mm. have, have been some of the worst i mean i've been watching wednesday for like you know 
30 odd years. Some of the worst I've ever, ever known. Yeah, like, yeah, just some yeah, terrible strokes yeah. of, of form. And, you know, yeah. he, he's offered very little in the way of evidence that he's capable yeah. of turning these things around because yeah. the, the upward spikes have, yeah. have been quite small. They've been few and far between. And generally, it's been pretty bad for, for pretty much the entire time that he's been in charge, save for maybe, you know, a couple of, of periods of, of decent results. It's been single games, hasn't it? That, that things, you know, have, have, have given us something to be positive about and to be, and, and to smile about. I mean, really, th- th- it's difficult for us to sit here and have this kind of conversation and talk uh, in any way about this being a surprising decision because, as you said, his record is, is really, really terrible. You know, I think, you know, Yosla Hukai probably has, uh, an overall better record uh, from his time in charge of Wednesday than, than, than what Gary Monk will have. And you, you're, you're quite correct in terms of the fact that, you know, there was a huge job to be done in the summer. There is, there was clearly a rebuilding job that needed to happen with Sheffield Wednesday. And, and actually that project is, is still the right project and was the right project. And a lot of those players that have come in are, th- are probably the right players, um, to, 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 to be part of that process. You can't get away from the fact that doesn't matter if the project's right, if the person is wrong, if the person in charge of it is wrong, it, it, you, you can't get away from that. And whatever's happened over the last 13 months, however long Gary Monk's been in, in charge, um, time and again, we've come back to the point of it's hard to get away from that, that realisation. He wasn't the right guy. Nobody likes to see anyone lose their job especially in the times that we're in now you know the, it, it's a, it's very tough you know it's hard for everyone um I, I feel as if really that Gary Monk was from the very beginning he was fighting a bit of an uphill task in that he wasn't a popular appointment and, and this isn't us being clever after the event and speaking of hindsight it, the fact is he wasn't first choice for the job and then when he was handed the job um, there was a very mixed reaction. Pete, you know, Wednesdayites were, will give him a chance. Let's see what he can do. Uh, and I wouldn't say everyone was really looking back, cock a hoop at Christmas, were they? When the team were third in the table. Yeah, they, they'd got some great away wins at Middlesbrough and Forest. And then we saw in the new year that, you know, wonderful day at Leeds. Those are the high points of his reign, though. That's what we're talking about over the course of 14 months you could probably pick out only three or four results where it was a tactical masterclass or didn't the team play really well. To score since last December at home, where they've not managed to score two goals in a home match in 11 months, is frightening. It's unbelievable that like you know where the goals have gone. And yeah, you've got to look at look up the amount of quality they've lost too. There's no doubt in my mind, if you put, say, Stephen Fletcher in this team right now, then clearly I think Wednesday would be a lot better off. I think you'd have to say, you would, wouldn't you? That, you know, I think, you know, you got 13 goals last season and he's not been adequately replaced. You know, on, and this is where you do have sympathy for Gary Monk in that working under, operating under a limited budget and that the, the pool of players Wednesday were looking at in the summer was really affected by the points deduction. 
it was in the you know it put players off such as you know we we know about Jackson Irvine was one that you know didn't want to come because of the points deduction and and now in the last week things have changed that where's when's they've got the six points back so actually if they started off the season where it was only minus six then it may have really helped the chances in getting better players in through the door so circumstances yeah. haven't helped him for, for, for sure but has he helped himself with the muddled tactics, the muddled selection, persevering with three five two when the record is was what four wins in twenty? So clearly they weren't getting the results from making that change. It all added up to he was going to struggle to keep his job, and and unfortunately he's he, you know he lost the war, didn't he? he lost the, the fight to keep his job. Uh, we've we've all had conversations about what a weird year 2020 has been for many many reasons but but looking at Sheffield Wednesday's record in the calendar year of 2020 it it is it's beyond awful it is appalling it it really is like it it's it's so it's indefensible uh, and and I'm you know I mean obviously Gary Monk's come out with his own statement today and and, and in a way I'm sort of a little surprised at, 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 at that fair play to him you know he, he kind of is a degree of dignity there but um i i, I just think it, it's an absolutely shocking shocking record and what's worried me and I've, I've mentioned this a few times is that sometimes in his post-match interviews he i i, I just think like he just doesn't seem to get it it doesn't seem to grasp the fact that some of the stuff that's happening is just not good enough you know talking about performances that have been clearly like i mean barely even league one level and he's saying oh it's just a bit unlucky or it's a bit this and we're not getting that and not getting the other and it doesn't kind of he's not he's not been coming across to me as a guy that's like getting really stuck in and and kind of knows what's wrong and yeah you know i'm gonna put this right it's, it's all just felt quite pedestrian and um when when you get to that point there, there isn't going to be a way back there really isn't and and you know i i'm i'm really thankful in a way that we have made this decision now because i think we all have this fear that you know if if the chairman feels he's got to be loyal to his man that you know obviously he he waited such a long time for that backroom staff to become available and bring them in during the the the, the summer um and um, you know, he, he, he kind of backed him in terms of the kind of players that we needed in the project. Was he going to be willing to make that that change in in a way so early on in 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 this kind of like you know new era, new project, or whatever you want to call it? I, I'm really thankful that it has made that decision because this season is still a season that has to be saved. You know, we we may have got those six points back from that deduction. We may have beaten Bournemouth. The, the job's a long, long way from being done. Yeah, definitely. I agree with everything you say that, um, it, it's still for me all about staying up and making sure that t- I take 21st right now. And that's, uh, not being negative. That's being realistic. That's where yeah. we're at right now. And, and, and for Wednesday, you know, whoever the new man is that comes in, I think, um, you've got to ignore. For me, what would be a bit of a pipe dream, what Dave Ponchansi was saying about, you know, he still thinks that the playoffs on, I think that's fantasyful. You know, that, that's not going to happen. Um, like, for, you know, unless he, unless he went on an unbelievable run, they, they're not going to be anywhere near in the mix. And right now, when this team scored six goals in 11 matches, how can you seriously make a case that they're going to all of a sudden challenge for promotion? That's not going to happen. Um, but this is where by making the decision, 
in the international break and the club are looking to make an appointment as soon as possible, it makes sense. And ideally, they want to get the new man in before Wednesday and next in action uh, after the international yeah. break a week on Saturday against Preston. That that kind of needs to happen, doesn't it? And and you know, if if there's if there's part of me that's a little bit surprised by this, it's I m- my head told me on on Monday when it was kind of like it was quite strange that he'd um, publicly backed him like a week before. But then you think, well, actually, maybe you know, cogs in the background getting you know, kind of new man lined up or whatever it is, and then waiting until kind of like the first day of the international break on that Monday to make that call and then I kind of thought that we'd likely see a new appointment quite quickly you know it happens this is the way football works now isn't it manager gets sacked one day next morning new guy is kind of announced it's almost you know it's 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 just kind of the done thing now to have the next guy lined up so quickly and and so my surprise has been the fact that that's not happened and that you know that there wasn't already someone that was lined up and ready to come in well this is where I think that Dapon Chancery was wanting to give Gary Monk as long as possible uh, to lead the revival uh, and and have him allowed him to bring in his own backroom team in the summer. I think this is what sort of made him reluctant to make the change. But you know, clearly, it's now reached you know, reached that point this week of where he thinks that he needs to bring somebody else in who can get more of a tune out of these players. Because that's what Gary Monk hasn't been able to do. He just hasn't been able to get this team to perform consistently well, just consistently badly. And 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 what uh, this is such a difficult question to to kind of answer. I mean, you know, we have now seen Wednesday play what we would. Um, perhaps unfairly, but I don't think it's unreasonable to say we've seen Wednesday play probably the worst teams in the league, the teams that you would expect to be likely to make up that that bottom three. Um in in, you know, kind of if, if most people when they do their, you know, kind of league table prediction, I don't I, I don't think it's been unfair on on those three teams. Um and um you know we we now know what it takes or what it's gonna take to stay in this league. That that question of is is there enough quality in this squad? Is there genuinely you know someone's got to come in and and get enough out of them to be able to do this? The players that we've got are the players that they've got to work with. Is is there enough quality? Is is it is it a possible job? Oh yeah, I think so. What it needs is someone to to come in, lift the place, and all it takes is for Wednesday to win a match or two and start scoring some goals again and there'll be some positivity back. And So I, I think things could change very quickly and for the better. There's no doubt in my mind that I still look at this group of players and think that they're capable of, if you find the right way of playing, formation that suits them, that they're comfortable with and where they know you know, what jobs they have to do. I still don't see why this team can't be pushing to mid-table. I really don't. I, um, and, and who knows, like maybe the next man who comes in, we don't know. He could bring Kieran Westwood in, out from the cold. Um, and that could make a big difference in the defence and in goal. The next man could be the man to crack the Jordan Rhodes code. Um, the next man could be... Um, the guy who gets 
Izzy Brown or Barry Bannon scoring from midfield. You just don't know, and it's what it, what we need is for that person to come in and inject some confidence into this group, and to to get them believing in again that there's goals in this team, there's and, and there's more potential in this team than what we've so far seen this season. As as I kind of said earlier, I I sort of expected, you know, knowing that we were going to be recording this podcast, I thought we'll we'll probably have an appointment by then. I I expect it to happen pretty quickly, and yet obviously we sit here and um, th- th- there's names that are being knocked around. Um, you know, we're we're, we're told um, you've you've obviously reported on, on there being a huge level of interest in it. Certain names that 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 seem to be particularly closely linked. So you know, we've got um, Tony Pulis is a name that's that's coming up a lot. Um, a couple of, of, of slightly more kind of random names, uh, Saul Campbell, Phil Neville, which I'm not sure any of us would have particularly kind of put them particularly high up our sort of wish list. Um, uh, what, what's your understanding of where things are at at, at the moment with, with this? That they've had talks again with Tony Pulis like they did last year and now we're, what, 14 months on? from when he was in the frame um, to succeed Steve Bruce. Um, and at the moment, he's um, been doing his media commitments, hasn't he, with Soccer Saturday and Sky. So, um, you know, he wants to get back into management. He's been out since, I think, 2019 when he left Borough. Um, and, he, you know, you look at Tony Pulis and... I think we've talked about it before that you know what you'll get with Tony Pulis, which is that he's another pragmatic manager. I'd say he's similar to Gary Monk in the sense that, yeah, they're not going to be thrilling and pleasing on the eye, are they? You know, we're not, you know, it wouldn't be swashbuckling. No, but he wins games, doesn't he? Yeah. What we do know about Tony Pulis is that he's never, he's never had a team relegated and, you know, he is, in football terms, he's kind of a winner, really. That's that's what he does, is he gets results with any group of players that he works with. But, yeah, it's it's not that attractive. Yeah, um, but maybe, but maybe the, that's the, what the, they need right now, James. Maybe they well, I was just going to say that. Players. I was just going to say that. So when that name first came up, it wasn't very popular among the, the fan base, as far as I could see. And there were a few people making good points on Twitter about, actually, maybe someone like Tony Pulis is what we need. And, it, and if you think about that and dwell on that, I mean... He, he is a short-term fix, isn't he? He's not someone that you appoint with the future in mind. He is a firefighter appointment, you know, uh, particularly, you know, someone that's been around in football for such a long time, the stage of his career that he's at, all those different factors. He is a firefighter manager. And is is that a bad thing? You know, do we just need someone that we can get through the door now that can get a bit of a song out of this team, get the points that we need to stay in the division and buy ourselves as a football club time to start putting the pieces in place as to what that long-term strategy is going to be? Because you can't do that in the space of three days. And and that's effectively, you know, if, if, if Gary Monk was a decision that was taken very much in, in, in you know, in due course over the weekend by the, the, the chairman, that's when he made that decision. And now by Wednesday, Thursday, you know, we, we expect there to be a new strategy in place. It can't work like that. If, if, if we need time to get the right appointment for the future, then let's make the right appointment for the short term and actually Tony Pulis does fit that pretty well. Now, I, I'm 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 gonna kind of represent what I think a lot of fans are saying, and I'm also representing what I'm saying here in terms of the fact that 
this, there's a manager out there who has, you know, a pretty decent record in terms of being at clubs with very little resource, but also someone that, you know, tends to kind of say it like it is. And obviously I'm talking about Paul Cook here, who's been out of work since having a, a bit of a torrid time last season at, 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 at Wigan. Now by rights, you know, if, if not for what was happening off the field, they would have stayed up comfortably last season. Ha- that, that having been, you know, kind of in the bottom three for a large part of uh, the beginning of last season, they had a really bad start, didn't they? And then, you know, he really got them um, got them out of it. And there'll be a lot of fans that are saying, why, why are we not talking to him? Why is he not seemingly not in the picture as someone that is it seems to be quite a popular choice among the fans. What what do you think? I, I he he would probably be quite helping my list in terms of the fact that I don't just see him as someone that comes in and does a job for this season. You know, he could actually start building something. And he's a bit of a no nonsense manager in the same way that you know we kind of talk about all the the pluses of someone like Tony Pulis. Paul Cook has a lot of those positives. It seems to me that the club want an experienced manager to come in who is capable of taking this team up. So immediately, people's reaction will be, well, Paul Cook's got promotions on his CV, but in the lower leagues, not in the championship. Tony Pewis has got a promotion on his CV. So maybe that might be why that the club would maybe err more towards, say, Tony Pewis than Paul Cook. But I, I agree with you that I think out of the, the guys who are out of work and... Now, Paul Cook has, what well, I mean, he's done a good job wherever he's been. Chesterfield, yeah. William, Portsmouth, on limited resources. Um, by all accounts, I think, you know, he'd love a crack at Sheffield Wednesday. He's been very complimentary about the club, as has Ryan Lowe, who's another one who's been linked. And we know with Ryan Lowe's links, I think it's one of them where, for me, James, what it boils down to is this is the, the biggest decision without a shadow of a doubt that Dave Ponchancier has made in his premiership. He's got to get this right. He has to. Right? We're seeing um, the, the, too much of a merry-go-round at Sheffield Wednesday. There's too much. Now, some of it not all through their own fault, you know, Steve Bruce, yeah. but that's got to stop. And you talking there about short-term, long-term, this is where I'd have maybe your reservations over Tony Pulis in that... You know, Wednesday shouldn't be appointing someone just for this season to keep them in the championship, and then oh, next summer they're going to have to bring in a replacement. Or, but why why not? If we all know that that's the case, why not? Why why is that problem? Wednesday have to build. Well, I think going back to the the classy statement that Gary Monk released, um, where you know he was saying that he was trying to build the foundations for the future. Now, some will argue that well, he, he didn't get it right. But I think we could all see what he was trying to do. And I think a lot of people were on board with mm. the direction he was trying to take the team. And I feel as if, right, you know, whoever takes over, you keep this team in the league. You will have the January transfer window and the summer transfer window to then try and bring in your own players. And then you look to maybe push on and maybe mount a challenge next season. If that's not possible, it's the year after. That's where... I'm saying it's a project and where there's got to be a vision of where you want this football club to go yeah. and where you want this club to grow and develop and get better and yeah. to be pushing and, 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 in the right direction. I don't think anyone would argue with you on on, on that, but I, I think what I'm saying is that 
there's no cast iron guarantee that that manager is out there, right? If if we all looked around and we went, oh, well, it's so and so, isn't it? You know, if 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 Danny Cowley had not been so crap at Huddersfield, maybe you know everyone would be saying he's the guy, or you know, if if there was someone that everyone was universally saying, well, they're the, they're the person, then it might be different. What I'm kind of saying is, look, if that manager is not there right now, then. I don't have a problem with a short-termism approach of bringing someone that we think is you know, a, a pretty good chance of keeping the squad up. And uh, as long as the club are pretty honest about it, just, you know, we point so-and-so until the end of the season. It's not kind of like we don't see this as the solution. This is actually a stopgap because the the person that we want, we don't know who it is yet. They're not out there. So I, I we're going to do this. The and, wrong, then, and that gives us time thing. then to it's work on the, the longer-term plan. It's for me, that's completely the wrong approach of where Sheffield Wednesday brought in Gary Monk last year and 14 months on, a lot of people out there will say they're worse off than what they were before. And in fact, actually... But Gary Monk was supposed to be a long-term appointment, wasn't it? But he he was the wrong guy. What you're saying is just pick the best choice and and say to them, right, it's your project now, even if actually it's the wrong person. You know, I mean, you talk, you, you mentioned there about Wednesday seemingly wanting someone who's, you know, got the experience of promotion and stuff. Sol Campbell, Phil Neville, like th- they've got experience of, of nothing in the great scheme of things in terms of football management, anything even close to championship level. How I, I don't see how we can make an argument that, that, that going with one of those is a better option for you know the long term than appointing someone as a firefighter and then taking time to find the right person for the long term. Well, that's why I don't think they're at this point in time under serious consideration. And I feel as if that that will be um, fairly agent driven, putting the names right. out there. And that's what you'll get with a lot of, of um, the, the guys who are out of work or looking to find jobs elsewhere. Uh, in, you know, Phil Neville will be what out of work next summer, won't he? So I, is a big name appointment really the way that Sheffield Wednesday would want to go anyway? You know, that they would attract a lot of media attention where it, I, I don't know. I, I mean, for me, this is where it's one of the many things that the club have to weigh up right now and why it's so important that they get it right. And um, I mean, what we don't want, and I don't think anyone wants, I don't think it will happen anyway. You know, I think the club, you know, from what I can gather, you know, they want to make this appointment as soon as possible. What you don't want is for it to be six weeks, seven weeks, which is what happened with um, Gary Monk last year of where we were, you know, deep into the season. And he was out of work all that time. Again, just highlighting that he wasn't first choice. Now, you know, Danny Cowley has been linked. Lee Johnson's in there. And there's another one that I think would be very interested in it. Um he, but he's not got promotions on his CV out of the championship. Yeah, he's managed a lot in this league. Yep. Um, it, it, but is he a serious upgrade? I mean, this is where this is where it's difficult. Right, you, you look out there and you think, who who's going to be a serious upgrade on Gary Monk? He's got to work. He's got to come in and he's got to work with this group of players until January. And I, and January is also going to be a really difficult window as well. January is notoriously hard much harder than the summer, I think, to wheel and deal then. So he's largely going to be working with this squad. Uh, so it's, it's not easy. It's, it's not It's not going to be straightforward, is it, in the, in the slightest? No. Um, no. So, but, no. I, I still, but I still would rather 
Wednesday view it as not a stopgap. I don't think that's what they need. And I, I think this is where I disagree with you. Short term's not. I want them to be looking long term and thinking that this guy is going to be here, hopefully for a few years, and being successful well, Sheffield Wednesday. So, so do I. But what I'm saying is that we can't just pick someone and, and force them into that, like that that hole. Like it's, that person's got to be out there, and if they're not out there, I I don't have a problem with a short term appointment to get us through a little bit longer until we can find that person. I'm not. I'm not saying it's my preference to go for a short term appointment. I'm not saying I want us to appoint Tony Pulis. Like you know, I have nightmares about the idea of us appointing Tony Pulis. But I, you know, I, I I can see the fact that we may have to go down this route of someone that's got a track record of just doing a job. That might be the the direction that we have to go in. And actually, it's not a bad direction to to go in. I, I don't want us to just pick a manager and go, right, okay, let's have a go with them because they're maybe the best that's out there at the moment. Um, look, you know, let me let me hang my you know my, my, my peg out here and say that you know I, I think that Paul Cook could well be the right guy. I I, I you know I do, I do look at that and think, yeah, I can really see that working. You know, he has got a good record at places. I like the way that he talks. He seems to be someone that can get, you know, a good song out of players that, you know, aren't, aren't fantastic, you know, kind of like, uh, you know, amazing footballers. He can pull a squad together and actually make a team that's, you know, better than the sum of its parts. And and that is something that we really kind of need right now. So I, I'm, I'm quite happy to say that. But what I'm also saying is if if that's not an option, if for whatever reason Wednesday don't see that as being the direction they want to go in, rather than just take a punt on someone, I would rather it be a more strategic short-term approach with an eye on a longer-term approach when the right opportunity comes available. I'm going to ask you to 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 kind of you know put put your name on it now. Then who 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 are you going to go for? Who do you think the right person is? Um. Well, I think um, I mean one man we've not talked about. Um. Who is certainly on the short list uh, is, is Nigel Pearson, but I mean Nigel Pearson. I, I don't think you know he did a lot of the media rounds over the weekend. I don't think that you know as a guy who lives in the city that he, you know, he wants to manage you know a club in the city. You know he doesn't want it to affect his you know his home life. And 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 let's face it, inevitably when you know, you know every manager you. Yeah, you, they gets to a point of where you know you you will be given the boot and then things will turn sour and so I can understand why from his point of view Nigel Pearson wouldn't want that um, necessarily mm-hmm. um, so I don't think that Nigel Pearson is probably going to be a goer you know unless who knows I mean unless something dramatic happens and by the way I mean one thing actually we should say I know I'm avoided your question so far but um, <laughs> Dave Ponchanceri uh, we forget. Um, is very uh, difficult to second guess and to read. So yep. by the time we next record, James, don't be surprised if he's gone left field. Don't be surprised. Someone if he's we never heard of. Someone that's broad or something like. I, d- I don't think it'll that. be broad. I mean, my I don't think that you know he knows how important this is. So my gut instinct is it's going to be a British manager that comes in again. I, I do believe that. I don't. I know we're seeing actually a lot. If you look at the betting odds be more sort of foreign managers that have crept up on that list. But I still think he's going to go for someone who knows the championship inside out. I, I'd be surprised if we got another Carlos or Jos, but I'm prepared to be wrong. But 
it could be, as we saw with Gary Monk, it just it happened in the space of 24 hours. It really wouldn't surprise me if it happened again where there was an appointment, he, you know, the club interviewed somebody and Dave Ponchantiri gave the job to someone who's not really been in the running. If for whatever reason it, uh, you know, they're not happy or think that Tony Pulis isn't the right man, it just wouldn't surprise me at all. So that's why I think it's it's impossible to say with any degree of certainty what's going to happen. You just can't. You can't right now. Um, I I don't want to agree with you. I hate agreeing with you. I do, though, look at the British managers who are available right now. And for me personally, you know, there's not been any contact as of yet with Paul Cook. But Paul Cook would seem to be the guy who, if you're looking for style of play and doing things on a limited budget and you want that aggressive, entertaining brand of football, which is what Dapon Chantiri promised when he hired Carlos and we got it for the first season. If you want to get back to that, out of the British managers, Paul Cook's your best bet, I think, for that. If if you're wanting to marry results as well as a a style of play and to you know for, that's going to be appealing for purists and everything, that would be the man I probably would go for. But as of yet, they haven't approached him and they haven't gone for him. So who knows? I just I, it's so so hard to call. Yeah, well, time will tell. Um, you know, you, you, I, I totally agree with you in terms of the fact that we could well be sat here in a week's time and there's been an appointment and it's someone that we've not only not talked about but not even thought about that's not even on kind of the 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 list of odds at the moment. You know, that that is, um, you know, uh, we've become a, a club that likes to surprise. So, um, yeah, let's, the only thing that wouldn't be a surprise about it is the fact that it was a surprise. So, James, James do you know what? Um, sorry, just one last thing I want to add as well is that whoever is the next man to come in, I've said it before and I'm going to repeat myself as I think it's so important. This guy's got to unite, unite the club. It's, this man has got the, that's the challenge that faces him that of where right now I feel as if the, it's divided and he's got to bring this club back together, help bring it back together. Uh, and so it's on and off the pitch where uh, it, the challenge is enormous and that's what the man has got to do above all else for me is that he's got to bring the feel good factor back to Wednesday and to bring the fun factor back to Sheffield Wednesday. We've lost that through no goals, the poor home form, everything we could list from the last 14 months. It's, it's connection, isn't it? There's, you need to reconnect with the fan base. And I, I, you know, I, again, I don't want to sound like a stuck record. I see Paul Cook as someone that's very good at doing that. I think the, the fans of the clubs that he's, he's been at have felt like, you know, he would, he would, you know, he would live and die for that for that club when he's there. Like he he puts his all, he puts his you know his his heart on his sleeve um, for for whatever club that he's um, he's at. But you're right, yeah, and, and it does. And it's we've got to get we've got to get it right. We've got to get we've got to get the direction right. We've got to get the person right. We've got to get the plan right. It's all it, it needs to be right now. We can't afford to muck this up again because we know what the price is for that 
in the very immediate term, the price of that obviously is League One, and then you know what it is beyond that is 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 something that's not even worth us um, imagining just yet. So yeah, cool. Well, let's see what happens in the coming uh, in the coming few days on that. One other thing for us to talk about, which was something that we announced. Um, last week, thinking, oh, there'll be international break. We'll be able to kind of get a bit of momentum. And then Sheffield Wednesday have other ideas with it. So Owls Together that we announced last week, which is our uh, virtual um, kind of virtual football day out, um, Saturday the 28th of November. So the last game before um, lockdown is... Um, well, hopefully the end of, um, of, of lockdown. The idea of it being just get together with your mates, but do it virtually, get together with your family, do it virtually, get together with both, get together with several different sets of mates. However you want to do it, just mark that day in your diary that you will go out of your way to make sure that you catch up with the people that really matter, um, the people that would you would catch up with on a normal football day. We're going to be doing a really special episode about this next week where we're going to go to a bit more depth about some of the reasons that we're looking at this, which is all linked to mental health. This is about giving us as fans some thing to look forward to um we are um raising some money or going to try and raise some money for a couple of really important charities sheffield mind and sheffield flourish who both do some really important work in in the area of um mental health if you want to find out more go on our twitter page there's a link to um our fundraising page for um this if you want to throw in a few quid that would be absolutely brilliant so you know we'd, we'd like to be able to raise a bit for these two charities that do some fantastic fantastic work um our um fundraising page i'm saying you, you can find it through twitter or if you go to uk.vergingmoneygiving.com slash owls together then um you can throw in a few pounds if um you, you can share that page around as well hopefully raise some money for two brilliant causes and um, something for us to all look forward to that date in the diary saturday the 28th of um november gotta say dom um we obviously announced this last friday and in the first couple of days some of the the people that were kind of sharing and talking about it online was brilliant and and, and great to see so many people that really want to get involved and and and, and kind of do this yeah we've had a fantastic reaction and we appreciate all the positive feedback that we've had so far and yeah please yeah please do do donate and get involved uh you know it's for great cause uh, and i echo everything you said there james and um yeah the, the more people that get involved the, the merrier and the better really and we, we look forward to that virtual day on the 28th Yep, should be good. Should be good. Um, one thing that I just want to kind of mention, and and I, I've made this point on Twitter that this is this is not something that's about us trying to do something that promotes our podcast. It's not us about doing something that's you know trying to get publicity or marketing or anything like that it's about doing something that is genuinely for um the the, the sheffield wednesday fan base in in a time where you know a, a lot of heads are down um and it's also about doing something that raises the profile and, and hopefully raises a few quid for two really really good causes so um we we are going to be harping on about this a lot over the next few uh few weeks and uh, as i say a special episode about that um next week right before we uh, head off just let me uh, give a mention to our to um, gold sponsors title law solicitors who you can find at titlelaw.co.uk and wednesday bet of course there is no game this weekend um so uh, no questions to answer but if you've not got the app downloaded then do that now so you've got it ready on your phone for uh, next week 
as we uh, get back after the international break. And that's going to wrap us up then for this week. You can catch Dom at Dom Housen. I'm at James Marriott or contact the show at Dom and James. Thank you for joining us. If you like singing the blues, please rate and review the show in your podcast app. Up the owls and see you next week. (laughs) 